Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. Today we have Netflix's 91st film. It's the 2018 Indian anthology film Lust Stories. It's directed by and stars an ensemble creative team and cast. So I'd like to say hey and I'm Jesse and with me I've got our co-host here MJ. How are we doing? I'd like to say hey as well. I'm very, I'm, I'm well. How are you? <laughs> Good. I was just, I was probably going to put it out there. It's been absolutely bucketing down with rain here. So if there's um some rain in the background, I apologize mm. because um it might overtake the sound for a bit. <laughs> I do love a bit of background rain. I, I, I think it's so soothing. But uh, yeah, maybe not what you want to listen to when you're trying to engage in a podcast. Nah, so hopefully it holds up a little bit. But it has been um pretty heavy all day. <laughs> Have you got your lights on yeah. inside? I, I was, I had that down to, to say. I had the lights on like early today because it's been so dark. So um, yeah, yes, lights, lights are on. I should be able to make it right through to the end of the podcast without um, struggling to see what's going on. Be good. <laughs> good, I'm glad. In these in these COVID podcasts, I kind of need to walk you through things like turning lights on and stuff when we're not in the same room. You could have told me like before we started recording, but that's all right. I should have actually. I didn't even think of it. I figured. I'll figure, I figured I'll figure your light was on. It is super dark outside. It is massively dark. So is your light on? That's. <laughs> My light is yes. on for the first time since we've been, we've been recording at the same time Good. each week, and this is the first time I've actually had it, had have it on. I'm very happy that, to hear that. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll get into this because this one's an interesting one. Mm. Our format's probably going to be a little bit different today than usual because, um, like I mentioned in the um, in the intro, this is an anthology film, so um, it's got four little um, sort of segments that we probably want to break down and look at sort of separately, and then at the end probably check out the overall um, idea. I guess is the way to put it. So mm-hmm. uh, we we start our show with our fast flicks. Um, so MJ, do you want to give us a quick little summary of uh, what Lust Stories is is about? Yeah. So. I- You've really touched on it, but it's it's four everyday stories that explore the trials, tribulations, and confusions around love, relationships, and sex. Uh, yeah, I, I I think it's going to be hard to have anything that's too different um, in our in our little intro because we're not really going into each story within <laughs> our fast flicks, though. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, for me as well, it's like you know you've got these four standalone stories that sort of delve into the complexities of relationships, and and for me this this is from the point of view of of some females, some strong females. So um, yeah, that's that's where we're, I'm at too. So we've we've got a similar take, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. All right, now we move into our segment where we sort of uh, put together some ideas about what we've been able to research or discover about, um, you know, any sort of production with with the film. So um, I might start off with this one today uh, because Mm. last week I mentioned that this is the second film in a trilogy um, Mm. and it follows Bombay Talkies and it precedes Ghost Stories. So Bombay Talkies is um, a, a film that was released prior to Netflix having their own original films in uh, 2013. And then obviously this one's been released by Netflix, uh, The Lust Stories, and then they've also released Ghost Stories as a Netflix original as well um, in Mm. 2020. So um, out of the trilogy, I guess, yeah, two of the three are Netflix originals. You can watch Bombay Talkies on uh, Netflix as well. And I did that prior to uh, watching Lust Mm. Stories because I just wanted a little bit of context. Um, I like that you did that. It was a bit of a commitment because, you know, it's an over two hours foreign language mm. film. Uh, but I, I was very happy that I did do it, I think, because yeah. I thought it was excellent. I, I really, really, really enjoyed it. And, um, you know, it made me excited to to get into Lust Stories and, and give this one a crack because, um, yeah, I, I highly recommend recommend um, Bombay Talkies. So what was the overarching theme of Bombay Talkies? Because obviously this one is is talking about lust in the title. So it's about these relationships. And I'm assuming the third one, Without knowing, it's obviously <laughs> ghost stories, maybe there is a little bit of a, a haunting type theme to it. I don't know. I hope so. Poss- I, possibly, yeah. You might be on the mark with that one. That's okay. <laughs> Bombay talkies is a bit uh, ambiguous. So what, what it, was it that? is. It's a, it's a little bit harder to sort of uh, define, I guess, if you don't understand. But if you think, if you if you go back and have a think, okay, what what is talkies? So talkies is was sort of like the first sort of feature films or cinema mm-hmm. that had sound. Um, so the the first one, Bombay talkies, is it was almost like a, a celebration of. 100 years of um, Hindi cinema. Um, so it, it was, that was sh- each of those four stories was showcasing the power of film. Um, oh, yeah. And, oh, okay. Yeah, and, yeah so, it, but 
very like in in the background in, in comparison to the the themes and ideas for the, the actual four stories to be honest like to me they, they had that idea of of film being important in them but um it was so much more than that and i really appreciated that um there, yeah the, the i guess briefly like the, the each of the topics for the four films in bombay talkies were were very very different like um okay you know the the, the first one was about a um a gay man struggling with his sexuality i guess and i'm not going to give away any spoilers yeah, yeah. just like brief, brief little ideas and the second one was about a struggling actor and sort of you know having this um epiphany i guess or, or an idea so that one did have a bit more to do with with film i guess um mm-hmm. the third one was about a, a young boy who wants to become a dancer and obviously you can think about the connotations with that in a modern india mm. um and then the last one's like a, a man who's trying to fulfill his uh dying father's wishes i guess so four very different yeah, ideas right. but all four very very um you know i really enjoyed all four of them um very very good sounds very I mean, male-led yes yes compared to um mm. lust um, stories very male led and i think that you know and we talk about this too the, the directors are exactly the same for all three films so yeah um four fil- four films in each one four directors all four directors have signed on for all three of these to do these i think um, that's really cool i think it's yeah i think it's really cool as well um and you know obviously so bombay talkies obviously did okay in 2013 and then netflix sort of you know lust stories had had been in and around and there's you know the the directors already signed on to do this um you know a, a sort of sequel and netflix sort of said okay we're going to pick up the the rights for this and um they did it the, like they literally picked up the rights dropped a two-minute trailer for the film um on the 18th of may 2018 um and then released it the next month on the 15th of june so uh netflix were on board with this and obviously with that deal they um they were able to put the Bombay talkies on Netflix, not as an original, but obviously as mm. content that you can watch on um, Netflix as well, which, yeah, was, was pretty cool. Makes a lot of sense to have all three of them available. So it's, um, yeah, I think it's a savvy little move from Netflix. I like it. Yeah. I mean, and I'm, I guess, you know, the massive population in India, and this is probably for our fourth Indian film. Yeah. Fourth, yeah, fourth, fourth I think. So, um, so we're, we're getting to see, you know, out of 90 films four Indian films, which is, um, which is quite good, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I definitely, I, mean, I definitely, definitely would have looked into Lust Stories, this film, or Bombay Talkies, um, if it wasn't for what we're doing in this podcast, I guess. Yeah. Yep. No, me too. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, um, the, it was filmed, you know, in India, obviously. Um. Did you know? Did you say anything about this? This was actually nominated for some awards or for an award. Uh, no, one, I didn't. This, this, I thought this one was very. It, it was nominated for a 2019 um, International Emmy Award. Um, Emmy. Which, which, yeah, an Emmy. So it was nominated for for two categories. So it was nominated for best performance by an actress for um, Radhika Apte, and she plays the the lady in the oh, first yeah. one, the sort of the, the crazy teacher, I guess, or yeah. the lecturer, or whatever she is. Um, and it was also nominated for best TV movie or miniseries um, at the International Emmy. So uh, you know that, that's a that's some good recognition for Netflix here um, for you know an international or a foreign film. Interesting that it's classified as that though miniseries mm. or or tv movie slash miniseries so obviously um netflix, netflix a are, tv movie yeah like well, well netflix are able to you know take the the best of both worlds i guess if they have films like lust stories where they only put them on um on netflix they don't have that opportunity to go for the film awards because they haven't had it in a cinema so ah uh, okay uh, yeah it's a good point so, yeah because i was gonna yeah. say the Irishman obviously wouldn't qualify for an Emmy because they had a theatrical release. Yeah, theatrical yeah, release, yeah. So, so they get the best of both worlds a little bit, I guess. Yeah, um, okay. But we haven't seen that, have we? We've never seen an Emmy nomination for a Netflix original no. film, have we? Nah. So, um, yeah, I thought that was that was a, that was a and two and picked up two in the one go. So, yeah, and maybe right. they put a little bit of effort behind that. I'm mm. not sure, but um, yeah. And I, I mean, this is this is probably um, this is some news that's been up and about this week, but. With this uh, COVID situation, the mm. the Oscars obviously for next year, um, they've they've allowed that any sort of uh, film that is released video on demand on Netflix or anything like that over this these next few weeks while cinemas are closed it, it can qualify for awards, which Makes is um, a big it's a massive um, thing for the, the Academy to do, seeing how anti um, yeah. you know, stream streaming they can be at times. Um, yeah. So that means that. Spencer Confidential is probably going to win Best Picture. Is that that's what we're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. There, could, there could be a, a, maybe, um, 
a Hemsworth may get a, a Best Actor <laughs> nomination. Who knows? Well, there's so, not yeah. two like Trolls World Tour is the main one, isn't it? That that skipped a theatrical release and just went straight to streaming. Um, yeah, and 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 the the talk around that's been like I've really enjoyed over the last week or so just looking at the the conversation around that because obviously Universal have come out and said, look, yeah, you know, the, the the three weeks that that that's been on video and demand, we we made more than we did off the actual original film when it was in the cinemas. Um, mm. And there's a lot of cinema chains in the states in particular who aren't happy with that. And um, you know, AMC. Are, are trying AMC <laughs> basically, yeah, just, yeah, we're not we're not going to play Universal films anymore. So th- there's big ramifications for the um, film industry at the moment. Well, we're going um, through that time of change anyway. I think regardless of COVID, it was slowly getting to the point where when are we going to see things streaming at the same time as their theatrical release? Now, there's obviously rules in play as to how long afterwards you can play. And, and Netflix is trying to sort of push that as much as possible with their Oscar-nominated films and, and award-worthy films. But this is almost forcing the hand of the of the film industry to, to change the way that they go about it. And be very interesting to see things on the on the other side once it all once it all happens. And Trolls World Two yeah. is the first example. Yeah, and you know the same for the same for like you know regulation on television in Australia as well. Like the the Australian because of the current situation, like children's television, there's always been a quota that you've got to fulfil, and and they've sort of postponed that for the near future. And uh, yeah, it's really it's going to be an interesting once we get through this, it's going to be so interesting to see what's able to get back up and and keep going and, and what the changes are going to be mm. in relation to, to streaming and, and, you know, network television and, and cinema. It's, it's a mm. interesting world. It's, it's very, very interesting. Fa- very fascinating. All right. We should probably um, get back onto lost stories. Like, <laughs> lost this is a good, this is, this is a good <laughs> chat. I mean, I've enjoyed just having a bit of a ramble. Um, so lost stories, we, we probably have a look at the consensus, I guess. Um, yeah. Before we move into the actual film. Uh, what have you got for the consensus? Have you got anything that you wanted to share? Well, it's, it's pretty good, to be honest. Um, IMDb had nearly 9,000 ratings, and it's sitting at 6.5 out of 10, which, which is a really which is a really good score. Um, hmm. and, and Letterboxd basically reflects that, which is a 3.2 out of 5, just over 1,300 ratings. So on the, on the smaller side, but um, people who watched it definitely, I mean, anything over a 3 out of 5, is you've obviously liked it. So to, to yeah, average I've, that out, it's, it's pretty good. I've I've mentioned that before. My wife will only watch Letterbox three and above, so I I, should, I didn't check Letterbox before I watched this, but I probably could have got her to it's watch tough. this. Movie. <laughs> it's a tough to get. Like I mean, getting a three, it obviously is a sign of a good film, but if you're restricting yourself to just threes out of fives, whew. yeah. Um. So yeah, I Google users there was only eighty three percent that liked this film, which is a bit low on the the okay. Google users side of things. But uh, Rotten Tomatoes, I don't know if we've ever had this before. This this film has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, 100% um, on 10 reviews. So it has a fresh status. It's not certified fresh, but it has fresh. So it has enough to, to have fresh status, but 100% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty big. I, I don't think we've had one that's had 100% from memory. Um, uh, the audience was that. That definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. The, the audience is skewed a little bit lower, though, um, down to 65%, but that's pretty much the same as Letterboxd almost exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, it's hard not to be lower and, than and, I'm IMDb, and, and IMDb as well. So um, the audience reactions on this are all very similar, I guess. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, the critic, critics have obviously liked this one a little bit more. There you go. I'd be, uh, be curious to check out what they think of Ghost Stories because that's obviously going to come into it now with, if it's got real positive yeah. critic feedback, I wonder what they, they're obviously going to have high expectations, but they're also going to want to get behind it too. So that'd be very interesting to see that. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I, I guess that leads us into our early thoughts, where we each sort of say what we thought of this one. MJ, what do you what are you thinking about this one? About lust yeah, I think I, I probably I'm probably reflective of those of those uh, audience consensus numbers that we're talking about because I, I liked it. Um, I generally like the idea of these stories coming together that are built on a theme, uh, and it's a theme that works because there's so many different ways to tell a story about lust and relationships and. And I think that all the directors remained really true in capturing the idea that there is different ways to tell this. So um, I think you know that I always appreciate that kind of ordinary story with immense value notion yeah. that, that some movies can do. And this is you know chock full of that. But um, yeah, look, I mean, in general, some of the stories worked better than others. Um, but in all, I did appreciate this as a, as a cinema experience. And when I say cinema, I mean 
cinema is in film. Not, yeah. I, was, yeah. I wasn't in the theatre for it, but nah. <laughs> um, I appreciated that as an experience. Good. Yeah, I, I'm the same. I, 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 re- I enjoyed this one. Um, it, it wasn't as good as Bombay Talkies, the, mm-hmm. the one prior to this. So I, maybe I'm disappointed in myself that I did watch it because I may have liked this more if I hadn't have seen that prior. Um, you know, sometimes when you, you watch something and then, yeah, you sort of regret it because... I thought this was good still, but maybe I would have mm. liked it a lot more. Um, but, you know, I still think this, this had some excellent storytelling um, mm. and th- there's this, there's still so much to take out of each little half hour story, even, and, and, and as well as an overall thing. So I really appreciated, um, you know, the, the ability for them to like, I, they, the, the directors of these are obviously some of the biggest names in, in uh, Indian cinema. So mm. they know what they're doing and, technically there's not a lot wrong with the way that the shot are put together. Um, maybe script wise and things, the translations don't work as much, but for me, yeah, it worked pretty well. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. Good. All right. So I think this is where we're going to sort of skew off from what we normally do. And we're probably going to mm. look at each of the four stories individually yep. um, and probably start off with the first one, which would make sense. I'd say. I think <laughs> um, it would. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a there's a title card before each short and th- this got me a little bit because i was like oh so i was writing down the, the titles mm. expecting and i put it straight into google translate to see what the translation was, it's the direct <laughs> it's the director's names i mean <laughs> so i was doing the same thing but to be honest i also assumed it was the director's names well you're you're a clever man i, I think when the second one came through and i realized it was two words that seemed like names I was like, yeah. okay, cool. It's just, it's just, we're just yeah. doing first name, last name. But. Yep. So, so uh, the first one's directed <laughs> by <laughs> the first ones are directed by. Is it? Um, I'm going to stuff this up, so I apologize. But um, Anurag Kashyap. Uh, yeah, that's that what I would have said. Yeah. So, uh, 69 producer credits, 49 writing credits, 24 directing credits. Obviously, does a lot of work. Um, yeah, and, and, and we, it was nom- can... nominated for a BAFTA as well. Oh, really? Yeah, he was. Wow, good. So yeah, so obviously knows what they're doing. What did you think? Of, what give me some thoughts on um the first the first story, MJ? Yeah, I I I liked it. I um I guess in general, I think it was nice seeing the side of what was a crazy stalker um and kind yeah. of the, the justifications that they go through in their head because it was shot as if it, you know as if it was almost like a documentary where she would have you know pieces to camera where she talk about situations and mm. I, I just I just I was quite fascinated by it I thought um <laughs> I, don't know, I thought I don't know why I really liked it but um <laughs> so it just, it just told to... a side of a story that I've never seen yeah so should we look at some characters I guess from this one like just yeah what, of, what did you think about this one before before you yeah I I enjoyed this one I think um I, I probably had it probably took me a little bit to work out exactly what was going on. Um, I think to like, so the, the main female character, I think it's Kalindi. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was a little bit confused with what was actually going on with her other relationships other mm. than the one with um, Teus. But um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it too. I think that it was, it, it, it's what a good short film does, I guess, is it, it gives you lots of information about a character. We got to see some development of her or some changes in her and, and, I thought the conclusion was really good as well. Um, just just the way that it ended was mm. really nice. Um, so we're, we're going to spoil these now probably too. So if you're listening and want to watch these, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to go through and probably spoil each of these four little vignettes. Um, so, yeah, so um, should we talk about Kalindi? I think we should talk about Kalindi. So yeah, I think so. It's her, it's her story. Um, and I, I think that, you know, it, they started her off as like a really, really strong sort of character who had these, these very good, like these thoughts that she – um, expressed really well about you know men being really emotional, emotional, <laughs> and obsessive, and stalkerish, and then we slowly see her sort of move away to becoming exactly what she was explaining men to be. Uh, and and I think you could see that she was so controlling of Taya's um early on, and you know calling him out in class and things like that. And 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 the whole thing was she was married, and <laughs> it was just funny that you know that she fell into this these same traps that she was you know complaining about men for. So I, th- I thought that was um. A good good way for an introduction to a, a film that's like two hours, I guess. I think it's interesting because there's another way of looking at her where you say that she it was the development to her. I I almost looked at it as 
this is her all along and, and we're slowly we're slowly learning more and more about her as time goes on and um this is this is what got me questioning whether she actually is married and whether there is uh, i think Ooh. his name was mejia or whatever his name was she yeah. keeps referencing him and talking about him but you never see her see him i know he's away but you never see her talk to her on him on the phone like you, you start to realize how real is this guy and because this this <laughs> this girl by the end of it was so unstable and and so disillusioned and uh she overcomplicated everything and and i think that maybe this was this was her all along and and we she you know she was trying to sort of put on this facade for the camera and that eventually it just got worse and worse and worse i loved it because she was yeah. crying for attention she just wanted to be <laughs> wanted she was acting like a child um and she had some really great lines too like she she said a line I think you you mentioned you referenced this before when she's talking about men saying I just don't understand why they can't separate the two being like love and sex and yeah and that was almost like this underlying theme of the film too um, but it's it, you hear her saying that with such clarity and I just I just felt like this girl was just like grade A stalker psycho and I loved it and I love seeing her trying to justify these things it was great well speaking about her like I. I've got a little bit of a question about her, I guess, as well, because you spoke about, you know, her, her talking sort of to the camera about what was going on. Um, like, I just thought it was really interesting. Like, who, like, was she talking to just herself yep. or was she talking, she, was, she wasn't talking, she wasn't talking to I don't a counsellor or anything? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't I know whether it, it was be, that, yeah. Yeah. I, I just thought it would have been interesting. Like, if, is she, like, seeking help for, like, this, this these characteristics that she's got and she's getting this assistance in, in helping her to overcome mm. the, you know, the, like not, it's like obsessive disorder that she almost has. Um, mm. But yeah, so I don't know. I, I just Wouldn't it, it have been nice? Thing. It would yeah. have been nice if at the end she's doing like a piece to camera or piece to the interviewer <laughs> and she just gets up and you see another view and it's just the camera sitting there and no one else there. <laughs> and she's just that, that yeah. shit crazy. Very true. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, so, and uh, I, I guess that you've got to talk a little bit about Taeus, the, mm. the guy that she's so obsessed with. Um, I just found him like, I just found him really believable, like the naivety mm. of him. Um, and, you know, just his ability to sort of just go with the flow and see what's going on and then just be like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, oh, I didn't realize that I meant that much to you. Cool. Well, yeah. you know, I'm happy to be with you. Sort of, like, I just, I just thought he was like, you, he didn't put, it, uh, put his foot wrong. He was just, yeah. <laughs> he uh, he liked to keep his options open, didn't he? But the poor bastard just couldn't couldn't win really because <laughs> the question I'm not sure about, did he like similarly like the attention that he was getting from her? Obviously she wanted the attention from him, but he had every right to just go, Hey, this is getting a bit crazy, can you just back off? But I think he kinda liked it as well. I, but when he was with this Natasha, this this Natasha girl, he yeah. was like yeah. rejecting her calls and sort of ignoring yeah, exactly. her too. So I don't, so I don't know whether, yeah, I don't know whether that was him like being like, no, nah, I'm happy how I am. But then, yeah, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I, it was it was a great it was a great little start to the to the feature. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like a have you taken have your cake and eat it kind of guy. Like, all right, I, I just don't want to close the door on this Kalindi because there's something about her. <laughs> well, are there any scenes that you wanted to talk about in particular from this one? Um, yeah, I think the, uh, Kalindi's first, it was, I think it was one of the first times she was talking to the, talking to the camera or talking to the interviewer where she's, she just has this really interesting take on relationships and marriage and talking about the pressure of one man having to satisfy her as a lover and a best friend and the wild fantasy. And it, it, as I said, I think this is what I liked about the whole story is the way that she justified her crazy notions is that it kind of made sense why she was crazy. Um, and then it, it got to the next level in another scene where she calls him and he hangs up at her. And she's like, you know, that's where he doesn't understand that communication is everything. And that, that's just how disillusioned she is. But she justifies these things so well. And, and it's kind of hard not to get on board with her. Yeah. And great performance too. Like obviously great that's why she was nom- nominated for that Emmy. Um, yeah. <laughs> really good performance. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I sort of, I don't know, maybe I was more into the Taeus character because I really liked the scenes with him where you sort of see this sort of vulnerability of him almost where 
you look at the books on his bookshelf and they're talking about how he's got to read these sort of mm. lower level books because he, you know, he's struggling with language. And then sort of the follow through where, you know, um, Kalindi is, has puts the phone in his face and tries to get him to do an audio um, sort of mm. thing saying, you know, the sex was consensual. And to mm-hmm. me, that was almost heartbreaking because he just couldn't put the, the sentences together. And, and, and then, you know, there's, it goes further when like, he doesn't understand what the word fornicate means. It's, mm. I, I was just, I just felt for this kid. I was like, oh, he's way in, like he, he's too young for it. And, and they did a good job of, um, you know, trying to talk about this teacher um, student sort of relationship to sort of prove mm. that maybe, um, yeah, like you said, this, this uh, chick maybe is a little bit um, crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And full mark, like a lot of those words were English words that he didn't necessarily have to know. It's not like know. he didn't, yeah. He doesn't know what consensual means because it's not his language either. Language, yeah, true. Uh, I thought I liked. Um, there were like transitions where um, you know, Kalindi's in the in bed with this maths teacher, and the lights sort of go out. And it's this really awkward sort of scene, and there's like mm. this sort of like applause or like cheers, and then it sort of cuts to and it's um, Taya's ringtone on his phone. I just thought that yeah, was like right. really well done. It was such a good little transition. Um, yeah, and yeah, and and I really enjoyed the end too, like where um. You know, Tayus is just happy to give up what he has for her, and she just turns away and just like, "Oh, I'm married." <laughs> I just, it, was, it was a great end. It was a great end. It's crazy, yeah, it was. It really was. Yeah. <laughs> um, any any other scenes that you enjoyed or anything? No, nothing more than that. Um, I, there were some things that I didn't necessarily like. Um, I thought there was a scene where they're in the comedy club, and I don't know whether that's just through translation, but I didn't really like the jokes that the comedian were putting out. Okay. Um, and the, I just didn't like the scenes with the maths teacher when she's trying to build this relationship with the maths teacher. I was, yeah. I just didn't really, didn't really enjoy them either. But, yeah, um, fair enough. Yeah. But I mean, this in a, such a short little amount of time, you know, it sort of covers consent. It covers, you know, you don't want to hurt people, um, or you can't hurt people if you don't love them, I guess. And, and Kalindi, you know, she's always talking about, you know, honesty and, and she has that acknowledgement, you know, I'm selfish. Um, and yeah, she's happy to say true. I'm selfish too. So yeah, I thought this was a good start to the, to the feature. Agreed. It was. It was like even though it was sort of thirty-five, forty minutes, it was. It was kind of fast and fun, and um, it, it definitely kicked it up on it. Like if it had started with the second film, it would have been really difficult to get into. But this definitely set the pace nicely. Yeah. All right. We move on to the second one. Let's do it. So we've got the second one, which was directed by um, Zoya Akhtar, um, mm-hmm. and I think the only female director out of the four. Mm. I think. Yeah. It um, is, yeah. Yeah, it is good. So got a few writing, directing credits as well. I haven't seen like I out of all the I haven't seen any of these directors, any of their other work, um, to be honest. So Correct. apart yeah, from Bombay Talkies, I guess, but um yeah. yeah. Uh, characters give us some characters you want to talk about for this one. Uh, there's only two to talk about and there's only one to talk about in any kind of depth, and that's Suda. Yeah. Um obviously she's the the, the maid, I guess, is for, yeah. is that probably the yep, best way exactly. to find yep, her? Exactly. Um yeah, I don't know. Like she was, see, see, this this one in general was a little bit slower for me. Um, mm-hmm. I I enjoyed the idea of her world, you know, us being able to slowly and quietly explore her world and her her issues. But um, but Suda, you know, she was just she it was it was sad and uh, I I felt really sad and by her situation, like she was basically objectified and used in her in her role and uh, treated as real second rate citizen. And that didn't sit as well with me. I felt sorry for her. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I completely agree with you. I think that the way that this was directed and the way that the camera was able to convey her emotions throughout, with her, she said very little dialogue, very little at all. Um, yeah, true. Apart from the, I think the one scene in the shower where naked um, big, yeah, Ajit calls her a, uh, a bitch, and then she calls him, yeah, whatever she called him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought that the yeah the way that they were able to convey the emotions, how she was feeling, just like these shots staring through windows and sort of the it was like you were like the point of view of her eyes, just looking at the different angles, trying to work out where Ajit was, Ajit was when um you know that they've got this arranged marriage and and even though she didn't say anything, you could feel how upset she was mm. about about this arranged marriage, and I thought they they did did a really good job of being able to convey her emotions. Um, yeah, so, I agree. I agree. Um, and and the Ajit dude, like, I, this is that stereotypical sort of male where, um, you know, the parents are doing everything for him. He's got this apartment. He's got a maid to clean the house up. You know, he, he's set up. And um, I, I just thought he was kind of gross, um, to be honest. Good um, good observation. Yeah, I just I, I just think he was a pig. And when you've got something that's probably 15, 20 minutes long, 
you don't get a chance to be redeemed, right? Like there, there was nothing that I was like, ah, oh, he's all right. Like there was no exploration of his character at all. It's like this is Suda's story, and this is her encounter with this man who is a pig. Yep, exactly. It's, and that's two in a row that it's you know this this idea that you've got you you through the point of view of um you know a, a female who's struggling and um well yeah struggling in different sorts of way I guess but the it it sort of highlights too like the the difference in classes in society too and you know this the, the arranged mm. marriage sort of idea for me that's completely like I, i'm completely oblivious really to how it works and oh, yeah. and and you know what goes on with like these meetings between families and mm. and, and and it was like i was yeah I, just being as if i was suda listening to everything they were saying and I've obviously she's obviously had some connection with this guy. That just would have been, it would have been so heartbreaking. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, other than that, I mean, what, what did you think about the the scene at the end where she's waiting for the lift and there's obviously another maid that comes and meets her? Um, yeah. Did, yeah. What, Look, so like one of the main scenes that I that I liked was, and I only liked it because it was poking fun. But the vapid conversations that these rich or rich richer people are having and they're literally sitting around having tea talking about absolutely nothing. And, and these are supposed to be the important people in society. Right. Mm. Um, and they live like really vacuous lives. Um, and then the conversation that Suda has with the other maid, I guess, um, was just a lot more, uh, personal and, and, and it wasn't anything special, but I just think, you know, who's, who's got a richer life when they're kind of, sharing food with each other and she's mm. talking about how she's going to look in her dress and like there's a lot more connection with that sort of that sort of conversation than anything else that happened in the entire story yeah very true um it, it kind of upset me that, that this was what they classified as a good day though like you know, mm. she asked her did you have a good day and it was like again she didn't say anything and yeah uh, i don't know this this was heartbreaking to me this i've said that multiple times but yeah that's that's how i felt about this one but on the flip side, you, you don't want her to end up having feelings for this bloke anyway because he's an absolute piece of shit. So yeah, in a sense exactly. that she's potentially, although she's got to go back to work the next day, right, and do the same thing and see him again. But yeah. hopefully she can remove those feelings for him. And just the, the idea of it, though, that, you know, based on where she is in society, she's may not going to have the opportunity to, to be set up like, yeah. him and the other girl are. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I found this one hard to find any positivity. Yeah, it was yeah. tough. It was tough, yeah. and it was a bit slower as well. Um, mm. It was, yeah, I enjoyed it, but uh, I, it certainly wasn't my favorite. Favorite. All right, good. Uh, any ready to move on to the third one? I am. Yeah. Good. All right. So the third one. Um, you, how about you have a go at saying the director for this one? <laughs> um, Debaka Banerjee. Oh, amazing. He's, he's I so actually used, <laughs> I used to play cricket with a guy with a surname Banerjee, but um, ah, very nice. Uh, he was a good batsman too. Um, so he had, he has 10 directing credits, uh, two award wins and another four noms, but uh, all sort of Indian kind of award ceremonies. Um, personally, before we go into characters, I I was completely engaged with this story. So this was a story about the 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 man I cheating mean, yeah. on yeah having the affair. It's much better, better way to put it, but it just it just kept dangling enough fruit in front of me to to want more. So straight away, I was asking, like, what what are the circumstances of these two? And then you kind of feel, okay, so he's he's her husband's best friend. And then you're going, okay, well, who's this husband? And he starts calling, and then he shows up, and then she wants to tell him about the affair, and, and he doesn't. And you're just kind of waiting for that moment where they tell him, and you're kind of hanging on every word they're saying until someone sort of slips it out. And I just – I was so engaged by this. It, it absolutely flew by. I loved it. Yeah, I, I- I think the the setting for this one that that mansion or wherever it was like oh, that yeah. was just it just in comparison to I guess the the settings that we'd seen in the previous two um, to me like it was it was such a stark contrast um, and it just it, it sort of um, yeah it, it it had me engaged in a completely different way because I'm like okay these are this is a completely different story to the previous ones because mm. these people are obviously doing it a lot better but obviously they're still having the same um, you know, difficulties in relationships and connections and things like that. So yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree with everything you've just said. Yeah, and that's why it's so nice that they've chosen this theme of lust um, for the for the movie in general. That you can 
entire thread all the way through completely different stories and know that everyone's experiencing it in different ways and and it's that's what's you can't you can't do an anthology on a theme that isn't that broad and widespread and make it really work as well as this does so just another mm. example of how it worked good all right so we i think we I'll start with Sadia for this one for me Sadia. um Sadia, like this this guy like it was hard to sort of get a grasp to actually um, know much about him. Um, mm. So he is having an affair with his best mate's wife, and he's been yep. not not only just doing it in this scene; he's been doing it for three years. Three and years. you don't you don't see any guilt, you don't see any concerns that he's upsetting his friend at all in this. Um, and he wants to be together with her, and that's you know he he does show a little bit of concern about her kids that he's got with his friend. But to me, that was it. It was more like this guy's just so focused on the here and the now and, and what he's feeling and, and not necessarily about anyone else. So, but yeah, I still found him an intriguing character, even though we didn't get much from him. Yeah, I think you're right. And I, I kind of, the more I think about this story, the more I think about it as male versus female and the comparisons that each gender has in this. And, and Sadia, whilst he's very different to Salman, the other, the actual husband, they're both, they both kind of let their egos get in the way. They both kind of sit on the fence with their emotions and what they want to happen. And it's Rena, and I'm kind of jumping between characters here, but it, it's it's she's the one who by the end is just completely calling the shots because mm. she's the one who's actually being true to what she wants. And all of a sudden, because they're not coming to the party, they're kind of digging their own holes. And, and she's got these little secrets with both of them and, and, and like her big smile when she's driving away was just so satisfying because these two guys who are very different guys who are just not doing anything about the way they're feeling. And, and, and Sadia's the one when they're sitting around the pool and you know that she's like, I want to tell him that we're having this affair. And he's the one saying like, hey, you know, it's not all over. You should go back with her. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, and, and then when Selman finds out about it, he's like, oh, I'm just so embarrassed. So make sure you don't let him know that I know. Like, what? Are you, you, these guys are just so delusional. You've, you've summed it all up perfectly. And I and I, I just add to like with Rena, I guess, where, you know, she does it like really blatantly and she questions like what she's actually become. And she mm. makes this comment where she's like, I'm neglecting my kids and my husband's spying on me. And, and to me, this is that recognition that she has that she can't have the best of both worlds. She can't, you know, keep dipping in each pie, I guess, and, and, and just continuing this on. So like you mentioned that, that driveway scene at the end where, where she smiles and, yeah. and it, and it sort of goes into one of the scenes that I, I kind of liked where, um, you know, Selman, her actual husband, um, th- when he's in bed and he's sort of like crying mm. and there's just like, a, it's just like, this is her chance to make that choice. And she obviously, you know what choice she makes, but I just liked that moment because to me, like um, Selman was just, you know, <sighs> he didn't really treat her very well anyway. So mm. I, was, I was kind of a little bit um, confused as to why she made that decision in the end, because um, yeah, I, I, I just, I guess she had to make a decision one way or the other. And she's chosen obviously the, the person she's got the kids with. So that's, that's probably what she, why she's decided that way, I guess. But, but at but least she made, she a, made a decision because the yeah. other two didn't make a decision and they just mm. kind of let things happen. And, and she's the one that had the power and got, was basically liberated by it. Yeah, and I appreciate that, you know, there's there's a scene where the two men are sitting there joking, like laughing like friends, and you, you could just see the anger on her face building. And this is where, that you know, she makes that decision by, um, you know, telling Salman mm. that, you know, you need a mother, not a wife. And she's like, I can't do that anymore. And I think once she's got that off and, and she said that to him, maybe she feels like we can move forward now and, and continue on with this. Um, yeah. I also kind of get the vibe that you say that she leaves with, ends up with Salman. I reckon she's going to still dip her toe wherever she wants to, because <laughs> at the end of the day, she's kind of safeguarded by it now. Like, it, what, do, you re- do you reckon she's going to go back with, uh, she'll try something other than suit here? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I, I didn't got the really impression feel... that. Yeah. I got the impression she's walking away from that. Maybe it's just a shame. He didn't put up much of a fight about it. And, I don't know, yeah. but I wouldn't be surprised if she does just go back and because she can do whatever. She's kind of bulletproof from both of them right now because they're too pussy to to do anything. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we've discussed those characters pretty well, I think. Yeah, <laughs> we've I, done we've done it in a roundabout way, but I think we did a pretty good job there. That was, that was quite, <laughs> quite impressed with that. Um. Is there anything that any other scenes or anything else you wanted to discuss about the characters? 
I kind of talked through what I liked about the film being the fact that it kept engaging me with every single moment. So it wasn't necessarily any scene as much as the whole thing that I enjoyed, but I did, I did kind of sit up and take note when she said they've been together for three years because I just didn't see that coming. I was, I was sort of expecting it to be this little affair that they've sort of had recently and they're in the honeymoon mm. period, but it really got me where it's like, this is a thing. Like this is her current partner really. And uh, that was great. I just, everything about this got me. Yeah. I've, I've, there's one other thing that I just wanted to, like I really enjoyed. There's a scene where, um, you know, um, Salman's on the phone to sit here and um, he, he calls his wife to sort of say, you know, she, I bet you she won't answer this call when she's mm. standing right next to him. And I just really liked this idea of like not getting caught in this lie and just the two of them standing there and, and this, this whole idea of like the commitment between between her and who, like who is she actually committed to? Mm. But, but like we said, you know, she does stand up to, to men because this is about both of these guys thinking they can rule her. This is, this is about these two guys thinking that they both have ownership of her. But, and she's got this idea. You know, she needs to be able to decide what her life needs to be herself. And, and I think we've both said that, you know, she's able to do that in the end. Um, yeah, which is hope. great. Yeah. Hmm. But you're right. It's all about that sort of like the complications of, of life and of love and the, the decisions that we're kind of faced with every day. Like whilst no one necessarily is faced with that exact situation, we're definitely faced with those kind of questions that we have to make decisions with all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right. We're up to number four, I think. I think so. I think you should uh, introduce the director for this one as well, saying I did the first two. It's your, it's your go. Uh, Karen Johar. Good. I like that. I would have said that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 10 so, directing credits, 51 yeah. producing credits. He has... 46 uh, award wins and 34 further nominations. So he certainly gets around the award circles. Got a good pool room. <laughs> Imagine those trophies. Oh, um, that would be nice. Before we talk about this, this one, to me, um, I'm not saying I didn't like this one, but this one, compared to the previous three, stood out like a thorn. Like it was it was just a completely different feel to the other three. Um, not not in a negative way, but it just, the, it just felt so different. And... I don't know if it's a bad thing, but that's I just that's how I felt. So I agree. Um, I I didn't actually take much out much more out of this than the fact that it was this quirky comedy. Um, but in the context of everything that had come before, I think it was really fun because hmm. it rounded out the rest of the stories. Because despite there being some consequences still in this story, it, it felt like a movie called Lust Stories should involve a story about embarrassment and humor. Um, and I kind of appreciate that they went there. As I said, I didn't take much out of it than a couple of chuckles and a bit of ridiculousness, but I think it it, it worked in the context of everything else there. Good. Yeah, well, this is where I, I don't know whether this one's the one that I like the most or not, but I've got <laughs> this one. There's a lot going for this one for me. Um, yeah. I get, And I'll, I'll probably start off just by talking about the, the main character, I guess, um, Rika. I just really... I felt for her that she was this this character that was constantly pleasing everyone in her life. And hang on, um, I think Rika was the sorry. other other girl she went with. Mega was the Mega. Sorry, girl. Mega. Yeah, Mega. Sorry, I got the the wrong one around. Um, Mega. That's right. Um, yeah, I she had you know she wanted like um she wanted self satisfaction for herself, I guess, and <laughs> not just sexually. And I, I get that. No, you're right. You're right. The, the visuals are sexual, but it's not just about the sexual sort of thing. So mm. to me, I, I really enjoyed her as a character and thought that you know I I could feel. The, the way that Paris is the dude um, or Paras um, and he, he was obviously hurtful to her, but I don't think he fully understood what she wanted from him. And not at all. maybe, yeah, maybe this is because like he was a little bit more immature or not, not, not yeah. as mature as she was. So yeah, I, I just liked that little between the two of them. I just, I just enjoyed that. Um, the Not even chemistry because it wasn't chemistry, but the, the, the lack mm. of chemistry almost between the two. I just enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Yeah, I, I think you're bang on. Um, I think this this story was almost like a coming of age film for Mega. Like it, it kind of took her out of this suppression, and I think it's more of a gender role type thing because she was just trying to fill this gender role that women have done, I guess, in India for years and years and years, is get married and have kids. And once she, and I think it's a lot to do with Rika that mm. she kind of helped break Mega, whether she knew it or not, out of this rut. Um, because Mega started thinking about what she actually wants, and you know that is an orgasm, or that is 
a proper courting. Like I love the idea with the the ice cream when she sort of spoke mm-hmm. about the, the kids giving the ice cream. And at the end, it's the ice cream. It's like, you know what? If you want me, date me, wheel and deal, spoon me, like um, all that kind of stuff. Like sweep me off my feet. So um, I just like that her experiences you know, led her to deciding and, and fighting for what she actually wants when I'm imagining a lot of women in this society just get suppressed into what they're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, you've, you've summed that up, like, really, really well, I think, because yeah, it, it's obvious how much that the pressure that she's feeling about, you know, having kids, like, you see it multiple times from her family um, mm. that, you know, that... They even asked the question: Does a woman desire anything more than having yeah. a child, or something along those lines? And yeah. you know, like she she does desire more than just children. Um, and and I think they do a good job of yeah of yeah. That. She didn't necessarily allow herself to think like that until until she started to realize she was dissatisfied. And and to that point, that I think Paris kind of had this dumb sweet charm to him, and and because he's so used to these gender roles, he wasn't understanding where she was coming from, right? Because this isn't how he's brought up and this is what he's expecting so i think he really did care for her and he tried as hard as he could to understand her but it was just so foreign to him that he just wasn't doing a great job of it because he was he cared about her and he was sweet and Mm, he did yeah he was he was very loving very affectionate um yeah it's just yeah he wasn't the, the type of affection that she needed um are there any scenes that you've enjoyed in this one, or any? any- there are Jesse. There are, this is one of the few where there's specific scenes that I yeah that I, I did. I reckon we might have a few of the same because <laughs> because I've got a list as well for this one. <laughs> and I think again, this is why you know there was a certain tone to the film that changed when this story started. And firstly, when when he was talking about the alligators when they mate and him blowing <laughs> bubbles in the water, as stupid as that was. The, the mindset I was in at that point, that was actually amazing. I thought that yeah. was so funny. I had a good laugh for that one. I've got that too. I had a very, very good laugh for that. I thought that was great. So good. And then uh, a bit later on when Mega was talk, sort of had that adult film analogy, um, which was a lot of fun. And he was just so oblivious to even figure out what, what she was trying to say and what she was trying to get out of it because he's got this sweat and it, again it was sincere he's got this charm to him he's kind of like joey from friends and <laughs> joey kind of takes a little bit longer than everyone else to figure out what's going on and that was that was really clear in that scene as well I, i've i've literally got that down as a scene and i quote what i've written his complete oblivious nature and you've, you've exactly said yeah. like his oblivious like yeah i i, I agreed i think that was fantastic it was impossible not to laugh at the principal changing the fire of my fire of my loins. I'm not, not going to have anything left. <laughs> Straight away when he said I was a spelling mistake and he, he's in the book and he crosses it out and wrote lions. So, so good. I thought that was funny um, too. And the last thing that I thought was very funny, very subtle, but still kind of in your face, but when she says, sorry, I'm late. And he said, it's okay. I always arrive early. Which was obviously, <laughs> <laughs> obviously the problem that they'd had in the bedroom the all along. And I, I don't even know if he was aware that that was the joke he was making, which made it even even better. Yeah, good. Um, good. Okay, I've got a couple of others, like things good. that I liked this. Um, I thought that um, I, this is probably just the teacher in me, but at, at the start, there's like the, the two girls are having a chat and, and um, a parent walks in. She's like, I'm late for a parent-teacher interview. And it was just exact moment where you're like ready to walk out the door. And I just like had these like memories. I'm like, this is so funny. Like I just, <laughs> I, I laughed because I could feel this. Like, I had sympathy for her trying to escape. Yeah. Um, I thought that they had this brief little scene where they did this quick wedding marriage night. And I thought the the sets and the the mise en scene and the costumes in those two little quick shots of the wedding in the bedroom, I thought they were incredible, like just visually outstanding. Um, I, I just really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, okay. And um, the last the last thing that I liked, and I thought you may have said this, but I thought the the grandma looking for the TV remote. Oh, yeah. And it was the the remote for the vibrator. That was, yeah, that was hilarious. Like as soon as she starts spilling the water, I was like, "Oh my god!" I, can't. <laughs> I just thought that was really really funny. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like I, I'm glad that they just completely committed to this. Like as soon as she's like, "Oh, where's the remote control?" and she brings yeah. down the bloody remote control for the vibrator, you know what's going to happen. But I just, like <laughs> as I said, you can't have a have a movie called Lust Stories without these like embarrassing sexual encounters and. 
Because um, I, was, I was a little bit confused at first when she goes through the principal's drawer and took... I, like, I didn't understand. I didn't originally work out what it was that she took from the drawer. I didn't realize mm. the principal had confiscated a vibrator off another teacher. That was a bit weird. But, um, yeah, I just thought that was funny. Not the kind of thing I'd be sharing, to be honest. Yeah, I had that in my there. questions. I was like, she literally went home. Uh, did she... Mm. Did, was there a clean yes. anywhere? I didn't, didn't think so. I thought it was a bit weird. But, uh, what, um, she was in need. And uh, and we, we learned that all along, that this is what she needed to do. And I was proud of her for doing it. But... Good. Good. <laughs> well, I, that's, I've, I had a bit of fun doing that. That was um, mm-hmm. enjoyable. That was good. Yeah. Those four little different sort of stories. So uh, this, is, this is the time, I think, where we can sort of talk about some like themes that are in these. Um, or the overarching sort of ideas in this one, because we've sort yeah. of touched on each of the little stories and what they were saying individually. But um, what have you? What are you? What are you thinking about the whole overall picture? Yeah, I, I agree. I like there are certain specific things to each story, but I, I I like the idea that you know stories of lust and relationships are really really vast. Like they're big, they're small, but they're always they're always important. Um, it's kind of this primal emotion, you know, one that we sometimes can't really control and it can force us to lose our control when it takes hold of us. And, and, and I think that's captured in every single one of these films. That it's, such, it's such a raw emotion when you, when you feel that strongly about someone or something that hmm. you do things that, that you wouldn't normally do. And I think everyone in these stories does it, but in such a different way, which is why it's such a great topic for this. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, that that sexual desire that you see throughout, um, you know, it's it's just in each and every story, and I, I completely agree with um with what you've said too, and and I liked this, you know, these these strong, independent, in charge females for each of these stories. Yeah. Um, maybe not necessarily the, the second story, but you know, she she didn't um succumb, I guess, to no, yeah, you know, I, I I'm putting up putting up with his crap. Um, yeah, but yeah, I I, I think that, and this is this this is it. so the first one to me was. You've got this powerful, strong female sexuality, and then the second one that's a bit about class and and how you've got a maid and and you know the, these arranged mm. marriages, and then the third one's almost it's almost about motherhood and and how this you know you've got these two kids and I, to me she picked those two kids over everything that she had because that's why she went got in that car at the end because she realized she's got these kids, and then to me the last one included all three of these things. Um, it included like this strong um, sexual woman it included mm-hmm. like this class that you know you've got these two mm-hmm. different families and families that won't agree to things because you know one a girl's too sexual and then finally too about motherhood and how not everything is about having a child so i liked mm-hmm. that you know for each of the the first three that it was sort of come to came together in the last one um yeah i, I just i just i like that man yeah yeah i just thought it was really good um and you know the, the same thing too like this is pretty out there like there's this whole idea of indian morality on the screen too like this is not stuff and I guess I know that their, their screen's changing a lot more, but this is pretty out there. This is this is um you know it's not a oh, secluded yeah. sort of um you know film. So yeah, I yeah I agree. I enjoyed this. I I agree with everything you just said. I think that's great. Good. I'm glad we're, we're both agreeing a lot today. It's good. I like it. <laughs> we are. All right. So what did you take away from this one? I just and I kind of harped on about it. I just think it's a great way to do an anthology film. You know, pick this all-encompassing theme that allows you to flex the broadness and the importance of it and then punch out four really different stories that all feel relatable in one, in one way or another. And um, I think you, you'd struggle to do an anthology film without really focusing on that kind of similarity and difference. Yep. Yeah. I, this is so good. We're, we're stealing each other's ideas. Cause to me, like, <laughs> yeah, that the, these are still really like strong standalone shorts too, mm. um, but they do all work so well together. So, and, and it makes me want to now just go and watch that scary stories one because I just want to see what they've I done with a different too. topic with a different do, idea. Do we know if they're scary? Because ghosts can can not necessarily mean horror. Correct. Um, yeah, it might not. It might be like ghosts of pasts or who knows. Yeah, or you yeah. know, like ghosts of your of your mind. And... You, might be like the that Christmas Carol might be past future and present or whatever it is who knows Maybe. but yeah I'm, yeah I'm, I'm intrigued um yeah i'm intrigued too okay so imdb this is the stage where we jump on imdb to look something up i i have i have a sneaky feeling we may have the same one for this well unless unless I, you're too I good didn't... to recognize it yourself well i you know not even not only did i recognize him <laughs> <Okay>. i <laughs> when i 
I'm not even joking. I'm not even being an idiot here. When I clicked on the film and it said that Vicky Corshall was in the film, I was like, oh, Vicky Corshall. I, I remembered his name from Love Per, Love per Square Foot, whatever it was called. Uh, so when I saw it, I was kind of waiting for him. Oh, so good, I actually okay. didn't IMDb him. Oh, good. I did because <laughs> as soon as the fourth story started and I saw this guy on the screen, I'm like, you're so familiar. And then I was like, ah. Oh. You're on one of the other Netflix films that we looked at, and as you said, yeah, love per square foot. So, well, love it. You so you, you didn't have a look it up. You didn't recognize, you, like, you recognize him, but you weren't like, oh, love per square foot. Like, no, not at all. I had no inkling or connection as to what I had seen him in. That would have been satisfying then when you figured it out. Yeah, it was good. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I, at least I recognized him. I guess it's better than going through the whole thing. True. Like, oh, there was someone in a Netflix film that we've done that I don't remember. And he was oh, like okay. the lead of like a two and a half yeah. hour Netflix <laughs> film. That, that would have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just tried to wipe all those songs um, out of my memory. That, um, yeah. that film. But that, that film was all right too. That um, was all right, yeah. Yeah. All right, question time. Have you got any questions you want to ask? Um, just one that I haven't asked. And, and that's just, would, would you like to see, because... How often do you see someone go, oh, what do you, what's your favorite genre? Oh, I love anthologies. Like, would you like mm. to see more anthologies films made? If they're, if they're made well, I don't see why not. Um, and, and to me, like the, these, these ones that I've, this one and um, Bombay talkies, like they've been made very well and mm. the, the theme or the idea are relevant um, and, you know, they, they connect up. So I think, yeah, as long as they're done well. And I, I you know, I enjoyed, um, was it American Horror Story? I watched the first couple of seasons of that. I thought that was done well. So it can work in episodic television as well. It's just about getting it right, I guess. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you, you can say, yeah, I'd love to see more. And then someone might just put together a bunch of five random shorts that have nothing to do with each other. True, there's there's obviously the point. a bad nature too. I, I do love, so New York, I Love You is actually one of my favorite movies. Um, hmm. And that's, you know, they've got like Paris, Jutemay and, and Rio, I Love You and all, like they go through all these major cities and they have short films that are sort of based in and around those cities. And that that's really good as well. So I kind of, and there's just not that many anthologies out there. I guess if it's a shit one, it doesn't really get recognition, does it? So hmm. um, yeah, I, I'm certainly open to more. Good, good. Um, what was your favorite out of the four? I think it was The Affair. Yep, the Holiday House Beach. One. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Hmm. So I, I was hoping I hadn't written anything down because I was hoping after having a chat I'd be able to identify which one I liked the most, and I, I and? still, I still, I am still lost as to know which one it is. Um, yeah. So okay. For laughs, the last one, even though oh, it's yeah. completely different to the previous ones, I still enjoyed the first one, and I thought that was really well done. I thought the performances in that were great. I really enjoyed the, yeah, I enjoyed the the one at the beach house as well because I just thought that was intriguing just this this woman who had so much power of these two men and they had no idea what was going on and i yeah. like and i really enjoyed the second one too because it was just heartbreaking to me just watching you know like and I'm, yeah so i don't know i'm i, I can't say i can't say um which you is, can't it was say if you got like a top two that you're tossing up between or is it like no, a real four-way split four-way split i can't distinguish between the four because i thought they were all that's really great good. so yeah so sorry for sitting on the fence on that one <laughs> no you're allowed to um, oh, have you got anything else? I got a couple more. I got a couple. No, no more. <laughs> All right. Um, so the first story where we've got this um, t- the Taya guy, um, Taya guy. So was was he actually with that Natasha girl, or were they just friends? I think he definitely was with her. Like was that was her. that was very relationshipy. What they were doing. And I just think he liked to leave the door open for Kalinda or whatever her name was. So okay, yep. Um, that's how I took it. Okay, good. Um, so in the in this same the first one, the, there's a scene where um Kalinda sort of goes crazy and sort of goes through his room and finds yeah. that pair of underwear. Yeah, it was almost like like she's you know throwing a hissy fit. And then she almost has like a, it's like a realization. And then she sort of puts the underwear to her face. Does, does she realize that they were hers? So I was going to say, I assumed they were hers. Yeah. So to me, does that mean that he's, he, there's nothing actually going on with this girl? So I was, I'm, I was confused. Cause I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I was, I was maybe sexually there's nothing going on with her, but they were, yeah. they were dating. Yeah. They were, well, maybe they were just friends just hanging out, going to the, having dinner together. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting sort of thing to include. There had to be something to it that, um, like, you don't put someone else's underwear to your face. 
Um, no, I, I, that's, I thought yeah. that too. But then I thought he was going to say like, uh, yeah, they're yours, you idiot. And he was just like, yeah, I don't know. But he didn't, yeah, because he just didn't know anything, that guy. Um, yeah. The, the, the second one, should the maid have, you know, made a big deal and sort of made it awkward for him with that girl and said, hey, he's been with me sort of thing? Do you reckon that would have... I just, I don't know. I just thought that might have made, added something to it. That that could have been interesting. Would have changed everything. Yeah, would have, would have, the story would have. the story would have been completely different, and it would have, would have it would given her given her more power if she had just walked out and then met that friend at the elevator and gone, "Did you have a good day?" And she smiles and go, "Yes, I did," because I, you know, stood up to this guy. I don't know. I just true. Yeah, true. Sorry, <laughs> these are more just me changing. Nah, that <laughs> would have made me feel better about it. But- it yeah. wouldn't have been the story they were trying to tell, I guess. Trying to tell, yeah. Um, last one. So the the fourth story, the last story, we've got the final scene of the, all four stories is we, we mentioned it before. Um, Paras goes to feed the ice cream um, mm. and then it sort of cuts. Did she actually eat it? Oh, yeah. She did? Yeah. So, is it, is, so does that mean that it's a, a – is this really a signal that he's ready to please her or is this just – I, I don't know. I, I think it's a signal that? that he's he's ready to he, he's figuring out what she actually wants. Like I think he's like he didn't even know that that the sex wasn't wasn't what she wanted. She he didn't even recognize that. And I think the big what obviously what happened in the kitchen and and kind of like the aftermath of that had him thinking that maybe things are a little bit different. And I, I've kind of got my uh, I, I've got everything wrong on what I think here, and and it's his way of going. Well, I like this girl, and I want to make it work. So yeah, okay, good, all right. That's all I've got. So that was that was good. Uh, thank you for helping me out with that one. I, no worries. I was, yeah, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just um, yeah too pessimistic, but I'm no. glad that you've got that positivity about it. So you didn't so agree? I, oh, I would have loved for her to just like slam it in his face and walk off. That would have been great. But I don't think he wasn't he wasn't necessarily the problem. As much as he was uh, yeah, I know, I know. physically the problem, he 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 didn't understand, and that maybe yeah. it's even more uh, empowering and promising if promising. he's he's that he's changing the way he thinks. Yeah, he's willing to give it a go. Yeah, exactly. Good. All right. Well, I think we're ready. To, we've been going for over an hour, so this we is have. one of our long. This is one of our longer ones. So we need to sort of uh, wrap this one up and uh, yep. give our overall thoughts where we rate the film out of five to give it a an overall flicks form average so mj what do you what are you thinking for this one yeah i thought it was it was an impressive viewing um i i love the ability that they could land on a topic that's so relatable and it's so vast and it allows you to tell really different stories that highlight the complex nature of lust and love and relationships it didn't necessarily blow my socks off from start to finish but i did really enjoy it and it's three and a half stars Good. I've already done the calculations because I thought you were going to go three and a half. Oh, right. <laughs> for our Good average. I know. Well done. <laughs> so um, for me, I, I, I thought this was really, really good. I thought the story is really strong. I like seeing the strong females on the screen. I thought it was well made. Um, I haven't got a lot to criticize for this one. So I'm giving this one a four out of five. Um, good boy. Which will give us a Netflix average of a 3.75. Um, very high. Very, very high. And I just love that. I could read what you're going I'm happy I picked that one. I'm happy with that one. Three, it's four, taken three us ni- 91 <laughs> podcast episodes together and now you can read me. It's good. I like Oh, well, we'll see how we go um, next week. We'll, we'll bring that <laughs> on. The t- we'll see how we go. But um, yeah, so 3.75 is an average for us. We're on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Please um, give us a like, give us a follow, um, write a response to some of our posts. That would be yeah. great. Question. Send us a message. Let us know what you want us to do. Let us know. Yeah, we're, exactly. we're, we're flexible. We're, we are open to um, any sort of feedback. Please, positive would be better. Um, <laughs> question of the week this week is, um, if you could be any animal, what would you be? This is uh, based on our blowing of bubbles, um, being an alligator from um, the fourth story. I, I don't know. You know what? I don't know that either. And I, I recently watched The Lobster. Have you seen The Lobster? I know with, of the uh, lobster, yeah, reincarnation. Is that the reincarnation? Yeah, if you don't, yeah. if you don't uh, find a wife in forty-five days or something, you got to turn. In, you'd get turned into an animal. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I don't actually have an answer for that, and I still haven't thought about it. So you know what? I'm actually going to spend the time over the next week to figure out what animal that I would want to be. Good. Because I, I think it, and... it should be something that we have, right? It should be like, what's your favorite mm. color? You know, what's what animal would you want to be? I don't have one, but I should. I should have one. I'd be a pterodactyl. 
just saw around and yeah. Well, you wouldn't you wouldn't be around Alive. unfortunately. Jesse. I wouldn't. No. Yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a rethink. Okay, so I'd be extinct. <laughs> we. Uh, I was going to say T Rex, and I was like, because I do that little hand action with the little hands, but um. Yeah, <laughs> All right. So time to wrap this up. Next week we're back. We are back with another rom com. Back. I know another. We've we've done a lot of rom coms lately, so we've got another twenty eighteen rom com. It's called Set It Up. It's Set directed it up. by Claire Scanlon. It stars Zoe Deutsch, 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 Deutsch. <laughs> Deutsch. It also stars Glenn Powell, Tay Diggs, and Lucy Liu. Oh. So that's what we're I love. Glenn here. Powell. This I is our third. Him. This is our third Glenn Powell movie. I think. See, so I will probably IMDb him next week. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Sandcastle and he was in... I'll, I'll check it. Good. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing Zoe Deutsch. Deutsch? Deutsch. I don't know how to say that one. I'm going to practice that one this week. MJ, this has been good fun. Has been good. I, this was a good one to talk about. We're looking forward to this conversation. That was, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. So thanks for coming along for the ride and um, I will see you next week. Thank you, mate. I will see you then. Bye.